Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now we spend a staggering two thirds of our lives in them, but often our houses and apartments can feel like they're missing something. Thankfully, this weekend, uh, the Spring 2023 Permanent TSB Ideal Home Show returns to the RDS and there'll be hundreds of home improvement, interior designers and other experts in turning a house into a home. I'm delighted to say now I'm joined by three such experts with me here in the studio are Jo Lenahan, she's a sustainability journalist and co-founder of Gaff Interiors. Eva Byrne is an architect, house consultant and interiorista. No doubt. We'll find out what that means in a minute. And Monica Daly uh, is the owner of Lighthouse Interiors. You're all very welcome to the programme. Um, Joe, we might start with you. Um, just in terms of, you know, what a, an interior designer, house consultant, interiorista, they're all just names, but essentially, what is it you do and what is the service that you provide? So Gaff Interiors and Gaff Shop is really a hub for expertise. So normal everyday people who want to get the most out of their homes, you know, not dealing with crazy budgets, many may be renters, long-term renters. How do you actually make your home a space that you love to be in, that functions really well for you, that is an oasis? And I think especially after the last couple of years, we've spent so much time in our homes. Now it is so important to get the most out of them. So Gaff Interiors is the expertise side of it. And then Gaff Shop is a circular platform where people can buy and sell pre-loved interiors. And it's a totally free to use service. And it's really encouraging that circular economy. And does one part of this business, so if you have, I think you call yourself a, a done deal of sustainability, which I thought was a nice, a nice title. So in this online platform, you've got all these, as you say, pre-loved and pre-used um, items for people's home. And then, then your expertise that in a separate business, effectively, you can use the two of them. So somebody might choose to buy some of the items on the site that would be, and you'd help them then fit them into their home. Absolutely. And the expertise side mm. really helps with the gaff shop side because everything's curated. So unlike going on to other, maybe like that business you mentioned, <laughs> uh, you know, where you're just going through lots of stuff, trying to find something nice, everything's curated. You know, we have a really secure community. So bringing that expertise to that side of things too makes it a really nice shopping experience. For okay, people. that sounds real interesting. Let's meet our next guest, who's Eva Burr. She's an architect, a house consultant, and she's going to tell me now what an interiorista does. <laughs> How are you, Eva? How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Bobby. Tell us about you and your world, if you would. So I trained as an architect, and I went the regular route. I worked in Ireland, I worked abroad, I had my own business. And then when my kids were born, I stopped working. And when I wasn't working, people kept asking me advice about their homes, and they yeah. wanted to pay me. And then I read about a wardrobe consultant who sorts out your your wardrobe in two hours. And I said, I could do that with a house. <laughs> so I just put that forward in 2005 and was like me put in a rocket. <laughs> I wanted to, wanted to do something whereby I could be at the school gate at two o'clock. Right. So that precluded the regular world of architecture because you're kind of always on call if you have jobs on site. And I didn't, I didn't want to give that time. I wanted to be at the school gate, but I did want to use my skills. And when you talk around interior design, it's 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 in the same bailiwick as architecture in that it's a service that architects often provide, and in some cases they may choose to outsource it to. So it's a it's a particular wing of architecture. Would that be it fair is, enough? It is, but in my work, I as you said, I style myself as architect. Uh, 
because it's a house consultant and interior Easter. So a house consultant, the idea is you can consult me about any aspect to do with your home. So, and I didn't know when I started the business what people would be interested in talking about. So they told me they wanted help with the layout of their homes. They wanted help um, in extending their home, how they might do that. And they wanted help with interiors. So I did not train as an interior designer, so I wasn't going to call myself an interior right. designer. But having worked in Spain, I knew the Spanish for interior designer is interiorista. So now that was a nice it. little flourish at the end. Now we have it. That's fine. <laughs> and maybe just before we bring in Monica, just tell us typically how it might work. So if I bought an apartment, for instance. Yes, I love working with apartments. Yeah and, yeah, and I'm looking at it and saying, right, we need to do this up uh, head to toe. You'd go out. First of all, you'd maybe redraw it. You'd, well, yeah, to how me. How does it work as, a, as, as a, an experience? Every, the, the experience is I come to your home, whether it's a, an apartment or a house or whatever. We sit down and we talk. Before I look around, we sit down and we talk and we go through your needs in terms of space, light and storage. And you tell me about how you want to live. You tell me about your home, where the sun comes from. That's really important to me. What, where you are, how many people are going to be there, whether it's you as a single person, you as a couple, whether there are kids, whether there will be kids and what stage they're all at, the changes yeah. they are, because that's really important. Because to me, when you do work to your home, you don't do it for now. You do it for the long term. Yeah. So we sit down and we talk. Then I look around and then, yes, if I'm going to be looking at layouts, I will take measurements with the help of the client. I whip them into action. And then I sit down on my own and I draw the space, whatever it is, to scale as it is, come up with some ideas and then we talk them through. So it's a genuine consultation in the sense that I brainstorm and say you could do this, this or this. And then something lands with them and we explore that further. So at the end, they'll have a really clear roadmap. Other other times it could be a walkthrough. It could be an interior walkthrough of finishes and, you know, uh, layouts. Okay, so I suppose every client could be different then in that sense. They are different, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Monica, sorry for keeping you there. You're very welcome to the programme. Thank you. You're a designer and owner of Lighthouse Interiors. Tell us a little bit about you and your world. Thanks, Bobby. Yes, MD Designs is my core business. So I offer uh, interior services for residential, commercial and retail. And Lighthouse Interiors is my five-year plan. So um, presently setting up the website for a virtual online store. Um, the reason for that is because through my own work, which is to design and sp- offer spatial planning, um, construction drawings for setting out for extensions and um, remodeling the interior of a home. Um, I do a lot of specifications of furniture and finishes for the client. So everything from floor to ceiling, light fittings, um, I also specialise in kitchen and bathrooms. So um, I have a construction background. Right. I'm 20 years in the industry. Um, I qualified way back in 2003. And from that, I worked in an architect's practice, went from there to work directly for developer builders. And from there, um, also worked with in Image Interiors and Living magazine. So do you do things like fit out show houses and that sort of stuff for builders? Do you, is, that, is that a part of your work? It is, it yeah. is. Um, at the moment, everything that I work on is through recommendation. So a lot of my clients will have worked with me over the years and they would refer me on to other clients. Um, so that's, that's worked in the sense that, um, for example, I did a fit out quite recently of um, an office project and the client came back and asked me to come and redesign their home. Yeah. So from that end, you know, they know that my skills are broad. I don't pigeonhole myself into one particular area when it comes to interiors. Um, and that's really benefited the client as well as myself because I have the tools and the experience to apply that. Yeah, very, very interesting. But back to you, Joe. Um, in terms of your work 
Uh, you, you mentioned that you're you're selling curated items on the site, and you're also working with people. Where do you spend most of your time? What what what's your typical day look like? My typical day is pretty hectic at the moment yeah. because, as you mentioned, I'm a sustainability journalist. So that is, you know, a lot of my nine to five is writing about environmental issues and really trying to make them digestible and interesting for the everyday person. I think, unfortunately, at the moment, sustainability has become very science based, which is important. But for the ordinary person, it's not relatable and they, they're not invested. So my challenge is to write about lifestyle things, bring in the sustainability aspect and really make it something that everyone is excited and, and invested in. And, uh, and then the rest of my time is between Gaff Interiors, Gaff Shop, and then, of course, working with the permanent TSB Ideal Home Show on this project, which has been amazing. Okay. So, so if, if again, if I'm coming to you with a, an apartment that I want to run up, is sustainability, does it run through everything that you do in, ter- in terms of your business? It really does. And yeah. it's such an exciting time because I think before people would have thought of sustainability as, you know, using a keep cup or, you know, maybe doing the recycling right. But now it's completely changed. And when it comes to interiors, it's moved into a really interesting space, which is the health aspect. So you're looking at low VOC paints. You're looking at non-toxic uh, fabrics. You're looking at bringing in as many natural materials into your home as possible, moving away from things that would be plastic and toxic. So there's so many more benefits to having a sustainable home. And do you find people are prepared to pay for that? To yes. pay more for the particular paint if it's non-toxic or whatever it is. It's yeah. so interesting, Bobby, because I think up until COVID, nobody would have been. And even during the pandemic, people were so focused on just getting through what was a very difficult time. But since we've come out of it, people are so health focused and not only for the health of themselves, but also the planet. And there is that willingness to spend a little bit more because there's more benefits. It's not just a quick fix. I know you mentioned that, Eve, you have to plan for the future. So it's not just about doing up room for now. It's like, how am I going to benefit from this in five years time? And what materials and what investments can I make that will really pay dividends for my comfort but also my health Eva back to you in terms of I suppose the longevity of one's house uh, I'm in the same house for 30 odd years mm-hmm. and it really it, it, it needs to be a different house at different stages it does yeah so yeah. you know when the kids are young it's one thing then maybe the kids are moving on and maybe mm-hmm. we want to repurpose and you know while there was a big trend with open plan living and all that as one gets maybe a bit uh, on in years, uh, smaller spaces. Would I be right in saying that become more attractive? To, to an extent, I think actually most people, in my experience, and I deal with people at all stages. I will meet a young couple who've just got the first keys to their you know their first home, and I'll meet people. Maybe someone whose husband has just died, and they're thinking, "How am I going to live in this house forever?" But you know what? I think we all want to live in the same way. Yeah. Most people, in my experience, since my work that I've been doing in since two thousand and five. Everybody does like a room where you can cook, eat and sit, a kitchen, dining, living room. That's not open plan living because everybody wants to have a separate living room as well. Well, it's social. Yeah, and everybody likes to have the kitchen, dining, living room at the back of the house, nice relationship with the garden. Uh, Separate living room, maybe connected with uh, pocket doors, downstairs toilet for sure, maybe a downstairs shower. I don't think that's, you know, that big a deal, but downstairs toilet certainly. And then upstairs, uh, a couple of bedrooms, at least one en suite, because we know now with COVID, it's very good to have separate you yeah. know, uh, shower rooms and stuff. So I think that if I was meeting a couple starting out, we, we'd be, you know, if that home will sustain you forever. Yeah. I think that our, we've changed the way we want to live. But I mean, you know, when you're older, the grandkids will be coming around. So you'll want that room where you can cook, eat and live. So yeah. I don't think it's about retreating to the little room yeah. because it's about, I think, a home in a particular way can sustain life through all the stages. 
Um, Monica, what about clutter that we build up over the years? Yes. Is that the great enemy of good design? <laughs> I think we're all guilty of a little bit of that um, and it's a necessary item. But um, yes, I, a lot of the clients that I would call out to, that that's one of their biggest issues. And does that ever become part of your work? Yes, um, I suppose as well you have to sit down with the client, as Eva said, and assess what their needs are. They may be a growing family, so at a time, maybe five years previously, it worked for them. But now they're at a stage where they need to declutter, remodel the space and think think again about what their new new use, new purpose is going to be for yeah. that particular space. What about working from home now and the integration of a workspace, an office space in every apartment, in every house? Is that something that you're that you're coming across now on a regular basis because... Yes, yeah, especially coming from commercial fit-outs. At the time when COVID hit, I actually lost my own position um, and job. So that's what brought me to come out on my own to start my own business. Okay. And uh, the first thing was, of course, protocol home office. So um, it really made me think and explore all of the different scenarios that people were in at the time. And even now, I think people, even though a lot of people have returned to the office they see the benefit as well of having that space. And as you said, they're looking to retreat into a space that's quiet or, you know, that they can send the kids into or they can go into themselves. So it's not your... And and should it be a separate space or can it kind of dovetail as something else? Definitely dovetail. I think um, it really, to keep the line of communication open within the family unit is really important um, because quite often, and we're probably all a bit <laughs> guilty of this, you can uh, work very long hours when you're working at home. So you do need to be accessible to the rest of your family and peers there so that you can have that line of communication. Yeah. Uh, Joe, back to you around, I suppose, fashion trends. What's popular at the moment? What are people, even when it comes to your own line of uh, sustainable items, are people seeking that out as a kind of a deliberate strategy and of wanting to incorporate uh, use things into their home and things that they don't feel bad about buying. Yes, and someone said to me during the week, which I thought was brilliant, she was saying, I love Gap Shop because it's a guilt-free shopping experience. You know that you're keeping something in the circular economy so you don't have that kind of guilt, which a lot of us do feel now when we're buying things brand new. So that's a really big trend and it's great to see that secondhand is becoming something that's covetable and something that's uh, really enjoyable rather than a kind of a second choice. Um, one of the other trends that I would see would be the emergence of a lot of vegan uh, products. So a lot DFS, Grand Design, Sofa have a brand new um, sofa that has vegan leather it's filled with recycled materials um, it's been you know made with uh, traceable wood so that kind of you know FSC wood um, super sustainable wood that's been sourced all those things are coming into now so it's it's becoming you know beautiful furniture beautiful interiors but it does have this sustainable angle and that's not necessarily why people might be buying it they might be buying it because they love it and then they realise afterwards oh actually this is vegan leather or actually this is actually made with something recycled so it's becoming more mainstream which is really exciting yeah Interesting. I, I bought, I bought four bar stools that were completely made out of old boats, uh, with the old faded coloured timber on them. I they're my favourite thing I've ever bought. They look <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Do you have a bar to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so great though because that I think that's the the real joy of something that has had a life before. It has a story and you have a connection with it. Instead of buying something off the rack, and that's what a lot of people would say to me. You know, I love that I know where this came from. I love that I know that this came from an old farmhouse or this was in someone's auntie's house for years, and it's a beautiful piece. There's that story there that people really connect with. Yeah. 
Eva, what about the inside outside? We've got much better about using our gardens. Mm. And there's a design element to that as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. Mm. It's my belief that that's where the kitchen island came from. Because the minute you put a kitchen across a window to a garden, you're creating a barrier to the Right. So I think we've taken the kitchen sink, we've swiveled it away from the window, (laughs) we put it parallel with the rest of the kitchen, and suddenly it's amazing how much light and air, you know, that'll let flow. The space just flows much more freely. So... I'm not one to always advocate islands, but I really believe that's why they came about. Yeah. And they're not always appropriate, but that's the origin and this of whole it. thing now about, you know, bleeding the back of the house, the kitchen area out onto the deck. Yes. Where it's where you can be almost inside outside. Exactly. And a lot of people are going for, you know, the idea of a covered outdoor area, yeah. you know, maybe in glass or perspex that is an all year round <clears throat> space and where kids can play. I think it's a brilliant idea. What about uh, build cost, interior costs now at the moment, Monica? Again, we've seen huge inflation. Mm. Does it make your, does it give you a challenge in terms of, I suppose, offering value for money? Um, are people much more price conscious, maybe? Do you have to set out options to work within a particular budget? Absolutely. Where, where are we with all of that? Yeah. And again, um, down to the individual clients and their budget. So um, you have to assess at the very beginning what their objectives are, what their budget is and what can be achieved in that time. So um, I specialise as well in bespoke cabinetry design. And um, so I can create bespoke pieces that would work well for a space and offer storage solutions. Um, But with that, when it comes to the pricing point, depending on the carpenter and the specialist that's going to um, maybe build and implement this, they will always kind of include something, you know, a little buffer to say that depends on the Contingencies, exactly. what it's called. Mm. Um, and with that then, it means <coughs> that um, the, the client is also aware that they may have to keep mm. a little, little bit of extra budget to one side for that. Okay. But uh, in terms of the cost of materials, yes, it's it's a very transient um, item and something that we all have to <coughs> be very aware of. And thankfully, we have... Um, Everyone here is looking out for our clients. All right. Finally, uh, Joe, you might tell me about the show and what's happening, what's out there. The 2023 permanent TSB Ideal Home Show. I haven't been to the Ideal Home Show for a couple of years. I used to always go with my microphone and talk to people on stands. It's a lovely time of the year. It's kind of spring. It's where summer is coming and we're we're all energised. And it's probably a good time to start thinking about what you want to do with your house. It really is. And I'd encourage anyone, whether you're a renter like me or a homeowner, or you're planning to buy a house or your new build, just get out there because you will honestly leave so inspired. There is absolutely everything you need from, you know, the expertise like Monica and Eva, you know, architects. Then you've got Nevin Maguire will be there with John Storrs cooking, so you'll be well fed. Uh, I'll be on the DFS Interiors Theatre talking to literally dozens of experts every single day and that's a chance to really ask the experts for the help that you need you know Hugh Wallace will be there with Electric Ireland Superhomes I not nice, <laughs> bright coloured shirt like he always does he sure Somebody will be somebody mistake me from the other day and I said Hugh Wallace and myself it, we, it's we, a compliment we both buy our shirts in the same place there you go that's um, as close to design as I'll ever get well he, so he'll be there in a matching shirt to you Bobby and then uh, we'll have you know Patricia QC who everyone will remember from um, 
um, room to improve. So like being able to actually sit in front of these people and ask them questions about your house is invaluable. And it's such a visual inspiring, <coughs> visually inspiring place too. You know, the stands are incredible. DFS have their in- interiors inspiration theatre, which is four different setups, different rooms to really, you know, get you inspired. You will just leave wanting to rethink your space and have all of the tools to do so. All right. Well, look, it sounds great. I'm refreshed and energised from speaking to all three of you here this morning. Uh, Joe Lanahan, sustainability journalist and co-founder of GAF Interiors. Eva Byrne, architect, uh, house consultant and interiorista. And Monica Daly, designer and owner of Lighthouse Interiors. Thank you all for joining us and good luck with the show. And indeed, good luck with your business. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.